0: Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Rebecca Troyer from Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining me today, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. Well, um, you've been here for the Healing Waters Women's Conference 2019, and it has been um, a blessing to you. And I want you to tell our listeners today a little bit about Rebecca and the book you penned, Beyond the Brokenness.
1: Yes. So my name is Rebecca Troyer, and I was born and raised in Michigan, on a farm. Um, I was actually born and raised Amish, so my parents are currently uh, still Amish. Um, I left the Amish culture when I was seventeen years old, and that I talk a lot about that in the book. I. I give people a preview or a little snippet of the inside of the Amish life and what it was like growing up Amish. Um, I would say the title says it all. I want everyone that reads it to fully um, understand that there is something beyond everyone's brokenness, whatever their brokenness is for them.
0: What happened uh, when you left your Amish community? Um, did they reject you? How did that work?
1: Yes, so I experienced a lot of rejection even before I left the Amish. But specifically when I left, yes, um, there, there was a lot of rejection from my family and those that had known me. Um, but I will say God has restored that my relationship with my family today is really good and I look forward to seeing my family every chance I get and it's you know I can I can go home I can talk with my parents that is that is no big deal yeah
0: well that's great Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that caused you to want to leave that um...
1: Yeah, so some things that caused me to really to want to leave the Amish culture. Um a lot of people from the outside looking in are like, why would you ever want to leave there? You know, it's people are very helpful, very kind, loving. It looks like a close-knit community. And from the outside looking in, that is that is looks pretty accurate. But there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that most people do not know about and i cannot speak for every um family or everybody that grew up amish i am speaking specifically from my point of view and also not necessarily just as in growing up amish as an amish this i believe happens in so many families whether it doesn't matter your culture your religion your race Whatever your background is, however you grew up, it does not, it really doesn't have anything to do with how you're treated. Um, So for me, the reason I left and sought out something different as a teenager, and I will say a rebellious teenager, um, was it, it really started at a very young age. Um... In school, I I was bullied a lot and I never felt like I had any friends. Now, whether I had friends or not, um, we we could argue that fact, but I felt like I never did. And although I was a straight-A student, um, I dreaded going to school every single day uh, simply because of the things that were going on. and then uh just you know that happening that happening in school and then um coming home and feeling like i was being bullied at home and feeling like i was rejected like i was an outcast i was unwanted um whether that was their intent i don't believe so but that's how i felt and there was there was a lot of abuse that went on um in my family i I was abused a lot as a child physically, verbally, mentally emotionally um, and so starting gosh, I believe I was around eight years old at the time, I battled with a lot of um, just suicidal thoughts, I battled with depression and also at that age I started with an eating disorder unknowingly that later nearly took my life and so just battling battling depression alone can be a big challenge but bringing on like the eating disorder and um, just a lot of different things like that not feeling like I was ever good enough for anybody um, feeling like I was ugly because that that's what I was told. You know, you're ugly, you're fat, you're this, you're that. Um, and those words stuck to me. I I started believing people. And because of that, I started hating the people around me for saying those things. And then I started hating myself. I'm like, well, why can't I ever be good enough? Why can't I be lovable? Why doesn't anybody love me? Why doesn't anybody want me? And so this, was, this went on for quite a few years. As I said, it started around eight years old. And then at the age of 17, I, um, I chose to make my escape. I uh, was convinced um, to ever get out of that, I would have to leave not just my family, but the culture, the religion that I was a part of. And so I left with the clothes on my back in my pocket um, and moved hundreds of miles away um, trying basically trying to get away from my family as far as I could not knowing if I would survive but not really caring because I didn't want to be alive anyway Um, yeah so that that's a little bit of the background of kind of why what caused me to want to leave Uh, the Amish culture
0: in your book beyond brokenness what is some of those areas um, that you've identified an eating disorder depression rejection Mm -hmm. what uh, what what other um, what else can someone expect when they read your book
1: something you can expect um, when, when reading the book beyond the brokenness is really um, I explain how all of these things were actually a generational curse. Um, To say that I was treated wrongly as a child is true but I will say my parents did the absolute best they knew how with what they had because in reality they didn't have much of a better childhood and they didn't so they didn't have any other resources Um outside of what their parents taught them. So um, a lot of times, a lot of these things are generational curses that are brought upon you and you actually have to take on the, you, you have the power, and you have to use that power to break that curse. Um, generational curses, generational cycles. Um, to me today are easy to identify um, because it is something that you grew up with, your parents grew up with, your grandparents grew up with, and it um, it was handed down from generation to generation until, for me, I wasn't even aware of it until I stepped outside of it. I didn't understand where it was coming from. And obviously I had to do, you know, I did counseling. I had people helping me work through this um, to identify it. But that was after I stepped out of it and I chose to figure out what was going on, why I was feeling the way I was. And another thing is when uh, it was... Soon after I left the Amish, I I was 18 years old at the time. I actually um attempted to take my life, and the Lord uh saved me from that. I I failed. I I did not um succeed in attempting to take my life. Uh praise God for that. Um but it is um as I was saying, when I left I took all of those things with me. It wasn't just stepping out of it and being free from it. I had to step out of it, identify it, and then get free from it. And that took that took a while. It, it was not an overnight process. It was not a pretty process. And I will say, even today, the battle continues. Um, I have overcome a lot of things. I have broken a lot of generational curses that were put upon me. Um, but as I said, the battle continues. That is, I believe if you're not battling, you are not really living. Yeah.
0: why would cause you to want to take your life? what Can you identify? Was it a lack of hope? Was it Mm -hmm. just not knowing what your future was going to hold? Did you identify the root cause of why you wanted to take your
1: life? Yes. Um, Actually, it was at the time, obviously, when you're in that low of a position where you want to take your life, you you can't necessarily identify what it is because you're not thinking clearly. I mean, depression just... (laughs) I can say this absolutely sucks Um, and it will take you down a road you do not want to go down and it will keep you longer than you want to stay and after getting out of that I identified that the reason I even got to the point of attempting to take my life was simply because I felt hopeless Um, I was trying All my life, really, just to be good enough. To do good enough for another person to earn their love. And to be loved. I wanted a place to fit in. Um, I wanted somewhere to belong. And I never felt like I had that. Um, Not that it wasn't available, because it was. Obviously, when I started seeking for it, I found it. But I was convinced that it's not available. And I'm not worthy of even finding something like that or being a part of it if I did find it. And so it's just really not understanding my existence on this earth, not identifying what was beyond my brokenness. Everybody has some kind of brokenness in their life. And for me, I didn't believe there was anything beyond my brokenness. And the only way to get rid of the pain, rid of the brokenness, was to end my life.
0: How did you try to uh, take your life?
1: So the way I attempted to take my life was, um, I actually crashed my car. Um, it was I was on my way home from work one night, and it was everything was just coming against me and I was feeling very overwhelmed and I, it's something I had pictured so many times and I used to have to like pull over in order to not do it because I, I refrained from it for so long. Um, but I always told myself that if I were to ever do it, I would make it look like an accident so people wouldn't know that it was a suicide attempt. And so what I did is, <laughs> I it was a just a country road. It was the speed limit was what fifty five. I was going eighty. I knew it. I sped up. I saw a curb and I just turned the wheel to the right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that
0: must have been a scary night.
1: It was it was very scary, yeah. So
0: how long were you there? Did you stay at that accident? How how long were you there before someone found you?
1: Actually, somebody passed by immediately, and had I turned the wheel, literally five seconds later, I would have had a head-on collision, and what I I ended up in a field. And I actually walked away from the accident. My car was completely totaled. And literally the only part of the car that wasn't smashed in was the driver's side where I was sitting. Wow.
0: So I Mm -hmm. would say God had his hand on your
1: life. Yes, very much so. Even before I knew him. How did
0: you come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior?
1: So I had always been I always kind of questioned um what that is. Growing up, obviously, um we went to church every two weeks. That was the that, that was just the expectation, um every two weeks you go to church and I heard about Jesus, I heard about God growing up, but I never understood or was never explained who they really are. Um I did not know Jesus was the son of God, and my perception of it, from what I heard, was that God killed Jesus, God killed his son, and then to me, I was going, if he kills his son, what's he going to do to me, because, and again, like, I saw God as a, just a bigger version of my dad, and... You know, if if my dad beat me, what what what's God going to do? So I thought God was there to discipline you and to make sure you don't do anything wrong. And if you did, he was sure to punish you. Well, after I left, I was actually at a weekend convention. And I had been seeking, ever since I had left the Amish, just who was this God? Who was this Jesus? And maybe there's something more than what I was always taught because I was a little bit confused at what I was being taught because it didn't make sense to me. And so at this weekend convention, um, they did an altar call and I just knew it was right. It, It just, everything felt right. I went forward and I had the whole experience of just God washing me as I said the sinner's prayer, and I just I was convinced that it it was the right thing to do. This is this is right. It's different, and um, my life would be changed.
0: How long have you been a born again believer in Jesus Christ?
1: Ooh, how long have I been? Um, it was April of two thousand thirteen. So. If I do my math right, I think that's about six and a half years. Mm -hmm. Just over six years. And
0: how has that transformed your life?
1: How has that transformed my life? It, oh, Jesus is my everything. He is my, he is my first, um, if it wasn't for Jesus, I would not be alive today. That is an understatement because there's, I, I, not even just the, the time I attempted um, to take my life. There's been multiple other times where I would have been killed instantly had it not been for Jesus being there and saving me. And today, He means everything to me. Um, the relationship I have with Him means everything to me. I don't know who I would be without that. I don't believe I would... Um, well, I know I wouldn't be here... Um, But my relationship with Jesus means everything to me and um, what I am able to do now um, to make a difference in the kingdom of God.
0: Well, you mentioned about your relationship with your father. Tell me Mm. a little bit about your relationship with your mom.
1: My mom, yes. So it, it was very similar. So as far as my dad, he was... He always seemed kind of distant, was there when you need a discipline, kind of thing. My mom was obviously more, because I'm a girl, and she's my mom, so we had more of an interaction. But growing up, and I, it it hurts me to even say this, but I used to despise my mom. And I I didn't like her. Um... I always thought she played favorites, and I was never one of them. Um, So I I did not like my mom growing up, to be honest with you. We were never close. But as I stepped away and I left my family and everything behind, it wasn't right away, it was after I got delivered from all of these curses, that I started to realize how much my mom meant to me, what she had done for me. And today, I cannot get enough time to talk with my mom. I love her dearly, and I understand today that regardless of what she did to me as a child, she did the best she knew how. And I put her in, in a situation many a times where she didn't know what to do simply because she did not have the resources. And so today, I I dearly love my mom and I would do anything to have more time with her.
0: Tell me about your siblings. How many siblings
1: do you have? I have seven siblings. Um, There's six girls and two boys. And one of my older sisters, she's just two years older than me, she left the Amish community 6 months prior to me leaving. And today me and her are the only ones that are born again Christians and God has completely restored our relationship. Um we are not just sisters, we are best friends. Um and that is more than I thought I could ever say about um a biological sister and it uh, my relationship with her means a lot to me today. Um, As far as uh, my other siblings, they are all still Amish. And our relationship is, it's good. It's better than it ever was since I left the community. Um, However, it's one of those things where you almost don't see them enough to build that relationship kind of thing. But they're always excited to see me when I come to visit which is not very often because of the distance. Um, but yeah, it is, I, I will say it's better than it has been since I left.
0: Your book, Beyond Brokenness, where can uh, a, a listener today, where can they purchase your book?
1: Yes, yeah, so currently my book is only available on Amazon. Unless you want to buy the ebook, it's on Kindle. You can buy an ebook on Kindle Or buy the paperback on Amazon. I'm currently working um, with some bookstores to get them in stores as well. Um, But yes, currently it's only on Amazon.
0: Well, Rebecca, it's been a privilege to have you on the broadcast today. And I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. Would you uh, pray for our listeners today?
1: Yes. So, Father, I just thank you for everyone who is listening right now. And I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would pour out your blessing on them and that you would help them to identify um, that there is something beyond their brokenness. Help them to find that, Father. And I just pray that you would bless them in a mighty way and help them that if anybody is even has ever had suicidal thoughts or is thinking of it now, Father, help them to know that that's not the answer. There is so much beyond that brokenness. And you have so much more in store for them. And I just pray that you would touch them. Touch them with your healing hand, Father. In the name of Jesus, I just pray your blessing over them right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thank you, Rebecca. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.